0: This is episode 202, Letting Go of Certainty to Pursue Your Calling with Kristen. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Just as a reminder, every Wednesday, I put up a episode where I coach somebody live on the air. I recently ran into a podcast fan out in the world and she was shocked that I don't know anything about the caller before they call in, which is true. I don't. I think maybe some of you think I maybe screen people or have an idea of who the person is or do any prep. Nope. (laughs) We just go in cold like I would with a client in a session. When people fill out the form to be on the podcast, they give me a little idea of what the question is, but honestly, I just skim it because I really, really like to just be present and see what presents and dive in in the present moment without it being produced or scripted at all. And I think that delivers more value to all of you because you really get to hear what an authentic, raw coaching session can be like. And this one with Kristen is a great one, especially for all of you wanting to make a change in your life. Even if the topic of pursuing a calling doesn't resonate with you, you're still going to get a lot of value out of this call because we talk about a theme that I think relates to all of us, which is pursuing external things to make us feel happy or validated or loved or all of the above. So as you're listening to this call with Kristen, consider, are you a planner? Do you take great comfort or even identify with having everything in order? How are you with uncertainty? Do you prefer control? Were you raised in an environment where accomplishments and accolades were praised? Were you pressured to be successful? Is there a career change you want to make or a calling you want to pursue, but fear is keeping you from doing it? Keep those questions in mind as you're about to listen to this call with Kristen. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Amor Ver. Did you know that fashion is one of the top polluting industries in the world? Amor Ver is a sustainable clothing brand committed to make versatile and thoughtfully designed clothing that's good for you and the planet, like their super soft tees, comfortable dresses, shoes, and accessory. Amour Vert has classic and flattering pieces for work and play. Amour Vert is French for green love, and any of you that speak French are probably laughing at my pronunciation. <laughs> and they're working to create a healthier planet for future generations. Their clothes are made in limited quantities to eliminate excess waste and ensure the highest production standards. Right now, Amor Ver is offering my podcast listeners 15% off your first order when you go to shopgreenlove.com slash over it. Again, shopgreenlove.com slash over it for 15% off your first order. And now on to my coaching session with Kristen. Kristen, and your little newborn that we hear in the background there. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you so
1: much. I actually, I came across your Instagram when I was going through the modules for IIN. Mm. And I was listening to you, know, you talking about kind of going after your goals and things like that. And I wanted more information. So I looked up your site and was just so intrigued. And I'm kind of in a transitional phase right now, not being in the corporate world anymore and kind of moving into or hoping to move into the the, the coaching aspect of my next stage. But I'm always afraid that I'm not going to follow through with something just because I don't think I'm going to be successful in it. So I know I have the tools. I know I have the knowledge and the information and I know I would love it, but I'm afraid to actually get there.
0: Okay. That is a super common and normal question. <laughs> So let's let's go back. So you said that you're a student at IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Yes. For those who don't know, it's an online health coaching program. What were you doing before that? And what made you pursue the health coaching?
1: I was a human resources manager for the last 15 years, and I have a degree in psychology. And then I kind of ended up in human resources, which makes sense if you think about it. And then, you know, just working in the corporate world for so many years, I kind of It never really gelled with me. I like more of like a human connection, a personal touch. So the last five years, I focused more on a smaller studio. So, you know, instead of 1,500 employees, there were 200 Mm -hmm. and just that level of kind of the relationship building instead of like strategic and organizational management. But then over the last few years, the company I was working for, which was a small studio, was bought out by a huge corporation. So mm-hmm. that then changed. And I was just kind of, you know, thinking about what I wanted my next step to be, because that wasn't fulfilling, just kind of like, you know, labeling everyone as a number. And it just, it wasn't what I was interested in. It doesn't fulfill me. So then I got pregnant and I decided that, you know, kind of in between working there and maternity leave, it was a good time to figure out what I wanted my next step to be and kind of have a little bit more flexibility with having a baby too. Mm -hmm. So before I started maternity leave, actually, I enrolled in IIN. So it kind of was thinking, let me combine psychology and my 15 years of HR experience Mm -hmm. and kind of focus on like a corporate wellness program aspect of things. And then I actually decided that maybe that's not what I, I don't really want to focus on the corporate. I kind of want to do the one-on-one coaching yeah, and just going through the what and the why I really honed in on that. And yeah. I, I, I know in my heart that that's what I want to do.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So you just explained that in a very beautiful way, step-by-step, step, everything clear, saw how one thing led to another, saw the plans. You're very smart. I bet you're a good planner. Would that be true?
1: Very much so. Very organized. In fact, like I'll do lists and organize almost as a
0: procrastination
1: tool, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is an incredible gift you have, Kristen. And it's also what's getting in your way right now because you find great safety and certainty in planning and knowing and having things mapped out. And you're moving into not just a new career, often when we're called to a new career, we're called to a new way of being. And when we're called to a new calling, we're also called to look at who we truly are versus who we've become based on what's happened in our life. So during this career change, I have a feeling that you're also going to be up against your relationship with control and certainty That would be very accurate if I had to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's go back a bit. You adopted this way of being at some point in your life because you thought it gave you validation, safety, comfort, love, one of those type of things. Can you think of any reason why you having things organized, you having things all figured out, you having a plan, what that did for you or why you developed that?
1: I think from a young age, I was always just under the impression that you, you know, success was measured by how much money you made. And in order to make money, you have to climb some corporate ladder and show how busy you are. And as I, you know, I started working when I was 15, I worked 40 hours a week plus went to college after that, after high school full time. And it was just, I think, getting the validation in that just kept building and building and building. So I just kept pursuing a career that would kind of align with that. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, I I realized I'm actually, I don't enjoy it. It's not fulfilling. It's, you know, I had a a phase where everything was just materialistic and I was miserable and I moved across the country and just tried to change everything. But I think those those feelings are still ingrained and still affect my, you know, ability to kind of move in a different direction. I guess.
0: Right. Well, that that operating system because is, is all you know up until now. It's always now. worked. Yeah. 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 Well, it's sort of worked. It's worked in terms of you've had a goal, you've said after you've accomplished it, but it hasn't worked in terms of actually making you happy or feel fulfilled. Right. So it's, it's been showing everyone else how
1: great I am, right? But in, you know, internally I'm like, Ugh, this isn't that great,
0: right? Right. So, does it feel really good to show everyone else how great you are? Always. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's the most important thing,
1: but I mean, um, 37 right. now, yeah, and that's always been such. It's always been nice to to say, hey, look at me, I'm so successful. Look at me, I moved across
0: the country, right. Right. I get that. And I appreciate your honesty because a lot of us have that look at me pattern in us. So when people look at you, Kristen, what do you want them to see? Um,
1: I think most importantly, someone who just doesn't stay within the confines of what is considered quote unquote normal or the right path, because so many people I think do that and are so unhappy. And I want to show others by example that it's completely unnecessary and life is too short and that mm-hmm. you can be that person that you look to who went in a different direction and was successful. So I think it's kind of funny now saying it out loud. That's something I want to show other people. But what I was initially wanting to talk to you about was that I, I don't know how to do that myself yet. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let's, let's go beyond the ego. Cause that's an ego desire of wanting to be seen that way. And let's go to like your heart and the core of you. What do you really want people to see? Um, I think a better way, just how to, how to be happy, truly happy. Okay. I'm going to ask you again. I don't want you to talk about what you want to teach other people. I want you to tell me what you want people to see and know about you and who you are independent of anything you do. Someone who's
1: whole, a good balance of, you know, I'd like to have a career that aligns with my personal interests and also provides a standard of living and just to have, I want all of those things to complement each other. And I think that would be just to feel whole in all aspects of life and not this is me at work and this is me at home and this is me in relationships. Cause I think those are different people in sure. the past. And I, I think I want that to all kind of combine into one holistic kind of person.
0: But do you see how you're still looking for outside things to make you whole or make you be perceived yeah. as whole? Yeah. Yeah. So who did you learn from or where did you learn that it's what you do and how you show up and how you how other people see you that matters most
1: um definitely my parents it was never about who you are as a person it was always about what what are you going to do are you going to do well in school are you going to go to college are you going to make a lot of money are you going to have a fancy car it was never we, the focus wasn't on mm-hmm. who you are as a person it was on what you look like to the outside right so that's still there
0: yeah <laughs> and what When did you feel most seen by your parents, most seen, most validated? When did you feel that way?
1: Probably when I was working for an asset management firm and I had a cell phone and a BlackBerry and I was working till eight, nine, 10 o'clock every night. And it was like, okay, this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I have to say that that was probably when I was the most miserable in
0: my whole life. Yeah, exactly. So do you see the major life lesson that you're learning right now? Yeah. Yeah. Are, and I we're know. we're in a, I explained this on um last Saturday's podcast when I did a meditation on anxiety. We are in a astrological phase right now in July, when it's all about, well, not all about, but one of the significant pieces is clearing old karma, clearing things from our past. And looking at structures, including behavioral patterns and ways of being that no longer work for us. And either we consciously choose to change them, or we just can't help but have them changed. Meaning, life throws us a curveball, or our own anxiety, depression, or frustration with our current set of circumstances or way of being gives us no choice but to change. And so, you're in, from my perspective, this reorientation of how you are seen in the world. Because up until now, it's been through your accomplishments and you've seen yourself through the eyes of other people versus really seeing who you are beyond what you accomplish and beyond what you do.
1: Yeah. In the beginning, when you said something about relinquishing control and organization too, I think that ties into you know, caring so much about your perception, the perception Mm -hmm. people have of you because you can control that. You can calculate that and plan it and put forth the version that
0: you think people want to see. Yeah. So that makes sense. One of the biggest reasons we don't take risks in life is because of basically we're scared of how other people are going to see us. It's one of the biggest reasons we don't take risks is because we're afraid of how we'll be perceived.
1: Yeah. And I think straying from my previous career into something new, it's definitely on my mind that people are going to say, this is, you know, crazy or that, uh, how, how am I going to be successful in this? Or why would you, you know, everybody would do it if it was, you know, so great. So I, I do those thoughts run through my mind a lot where the other side of me, is like, this is amazing. It ties in all of my passions. It's, exactly what I should be doing. Right. But then I'm like, oh, people are going to be like, why are you doing this? Yeah. So there's definitely that, definitely that aspect. Yeah. Oh.
0: And even if it didn't tie in any of your passions, even if there were no logical reasons why this new career makes sense, even if the only reason, Kristen, you wanted to do it is because you want to, that's enough. That's enough. Right. But do you right. see how you're even trying to justify and make okay your passion. Yeah. Where it's yeah. it's your birthright to pursue it. And you have a newborn. How old is your son? He is six weeks old. Oh my goodness. Super, super new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So do you, do you love him more when he does certain things? No. Why? Because he is... <laughs> He's just perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to raise him thinking that he really only is worthy if he accomplishes things? No. Okay. How are you going to do that? I'm trying to do it by example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the best way. So how would you do that by example then?
1: By pursuing this and, and not letting fear kind of push me back into what's comfortable.
0: Right. Well, and it's not so much pursuing it. It's how you pursue it. It's allowing yourself to put yourself out there and be quote unquote messy, make some mistakes, not have a perfect plan. And I think that that's what's getting in your way the most is you want a perfect plan. You want to make sure it's going to be successful. You want to make sure it looks good to the outside world. And the field of coaching specifically but really, anytime we're making a change, if it's a big change, if it's a drastic change out of safety and security in or perceived safety and security or what the status quo is into something that truly matters to us, there's going to be, there has to be uncertainty because we're stepping into a whole new way of being, because it's not just the career that's changing for you, Kristen. It's how you work that's changing. Do you see that?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely, it, it's shaking up everything that has been kind of my process.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me an example of when you have dealt with massive uncertainty in the past.
1: Definitely when I decided about six years ago to leave my job, pack up and move from Philadelphia to Los Angeles with no plan and just go for it. And that was just, it was, it was scarier to stay stagnant at that point Mm -hmm. than it was to go. And it was by far the best thing I've ever done. Okay.
0: So what made you be able to do it was that it was scarier to stay in what you knew versus take a risk and go for what you didn't know. Right. Okay, so let's do that same thing with this current situation. Let's think of some things that are, well, let me back up one, one beat. What scares you most about starting a health coaching business? Um, I think a lot of it is that I'm afraid I won't
1: execute. So I will learn and learn and learn, and I, I love reading about it, and I know everything that I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm afraid that I won't be that person who actually takes the steps to execute it and make money, enough money to make a career out of it. And then in that sense, I'm afraid, oh my God, I'm going to end up back in the corporate world because I'm going to need a paycheck. And I I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm not sure how to push myself through that
0: door to be the person who does this successfully. Okay. Well, I wouldn't push yourself. You've done that enough in your life. So, so no pushing. What do you base this fear on that you're afraid you won't execute or won't take the steps. Cause to me, you've, you sound like you're a pretty forward moving person. Yeah. So what do you base that on?
1: I'm not really sure to be honest.
0: It sounds like just something you're making up because you're scared of uncertainty. Maybe <laughs> that could yeah. be, and you don't know exactly how to do this. So you're telling yourself that you are afraid you won't execute when it's really just uncertainty. So let's come up with a bigger fear. What scares you more than the fear you won't execute, that you won't take steps and you'll end it back up in the corporate world? What scares you more? I can think of something, but I want to see what you think of first. Just going back to a, a world that I wasn't happy in.
1: I, I don't I don't find value in just kind of working under someone else's plan. I also at this point in my life don't want to put my baby in daycare. So I want the flexibility of a work schedule and to kind of progress. I Mm -hmm. think I'm just, just don't, again, I guess the way it was five, six years ago, I don't want to become stagnant. And if I go back to that based out of fear, then I'm, I'm in the same place I was before
0: and not growing. Beautiful. So when you start to get scared about the other things, like you're afraid you won't execute, think about all those things and also think about Basically teaching your son the same thing that your parents taught you, which is you got to play it safe. You got to have a plan. You got to go get a job that everybody's going to go, oh, wow, that's amazing. You got to bring in a lot of money and you got to work really, really hard. Is that what you want to teach him?
1: No, definitely not. I don't think those. I don't want him to grow up thinking that that is the measure of success.
0: So let that be the bigger fear. Every time you feel stuck, every time you feel afraid, every time you don't know, just look at him and really commit to teaching him a different way and let that really pull you forward. The other thing that's really helpful in situations like these is really thinking, instead of thinking about you, thinking about who you want to help. So every time I feel stuck or something comes up for me, a block, I, I feel into people that I serve. I feel into people's pain, people's confusion, people's disappointment, people's heartache. You know, I think about all the things that people are going through that I've gone through and how I can maybe help them. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And that inspires me. That pulls me forward. And so when you get in those places where you feel like you're not going to execute, I would just come up with some kind of meditation or even write down, you're, I don't know if an IIN, they, they have you write down your ideal client avatar. Do they have you do that as part of the lesson? We haven't yet, but we, we have touched on that. So I feel like that's coming. Okay, great. Well, that would be a good thing to do now. Like, really write it out. Give her a name. Give her a psychological profile. You know, really get into her mind and, and what she's dealing with and what she's feeling. And every time you feel like you get stuck or something comes up and you're not taking steps, read it and feel her and be like, I have to do this not only I have to do this, but I want to do this. And the biggest thing is allow yourself to not do this perfectly. Allow yourself to try different things and to see what works because that perfect planner inside of you, that's the biggest thing that's going to hold you back.
1: Right. Right.
0: I just have to, just have to do it. I just can't, I can't overthink it. I just have to do you have to feel and do. So if you do, 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 you'll be back into the pushing and you'll be back into that working really hard Mm -hmm. thing. Let Mm -hmm. yourself be inspired. Inspiration is the best motivator. It really is. Like what makes you get up at 3am and breastfeed your baby? Because you love him. Not because you're like, I want to, I should, this is the way to do it what pulls you out is my baby's hungry. I'm inspired to feed him. Like it's love. And I know it's not all rainbows and unicorns. And sometimes you're really tired and motherhood isn't, isn't all, all like la-di-da all the time. However, it is that love that pulls you out of bed. It's true. So this is a whole new way of being, not just doing, but a whole new way of being for you. And you can't, And this is, I think, another reason why you feel stuck is because you're trying to apply the old way of working and getting jobs and starting something to this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the one thing that I think is really good to keep from the old is something you said very early in the call, which is that you were great at relationship building. Honestly, that's what building a health coaching practice is. It's relationship right. building. that's the core of this, so you got that, but the ways in which you work and do things are just going to be different, both in terms of the external action and the internal. So much of actions you took in the path were to build your career, to impress a boss, not always because you felt super inspired and like you really cared.
1: right. It was just a matter of just understanding the the process exactly this is what you do to make it look like, you know, you're so not make it look like, but this is, these are the steps you take to be great at what you're doing. Wonderful. done. No feeling, no passion, no nothing. And it's
0: just,
1: it's very boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in this new way, something that may be helpful is to get a coach, you know, get a coach that coaches coaches on how to start. There's so many of those out there. And so, you know, you don't have to figure it all out on your own.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And what better way to learn than from someone who's already doing it and exactly. has already faced some of the same, you know, issues and, and, and again, for inspiration as well.
0: Exactly. And, you know, keep in mind that you're also the micro here is that you're starting a new business, the macro is that you are healing a very old limiting belief and operating system that your worth and value and how you're seen in the world is based on what you produce and the success you have. And because of that, you really grip to control certainty and plans, rightfully so, because that's how you think you earn your worth in the world. And you're shifting into the truth of your worth and value does not come from anything that you do and that you want to be seen just for being your authentic self. You just want to be seen as you, not for anything that you do. That's so true. (laughs) That's the (laughs) macro life lesson you're learning. And the more you learn that and embody that, the more your son has that for a role model.
1: Amazing. No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Great.
0: Does this give you some clarity? It does. I'm like smiling ear to ear right now. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You got this. You want this. This Thanks is this so is the, this is the next step, both in your career and in just your life journey. You're right on course. It seems so
1: simple when you just hear these things from another person, from an outside perspective. And that in itself, you know, is another reason why coaches are needed and mm-hmm. another reason for me to to remember that when I'm kind of thinking like oh people won't want to use this Mm service or or whatever that I just got
0: so much value out of just having this conversation there's your inspiration yeah (laughs) gives me (laughs) goosebumps you're welcome I know (laughs) (laughs) thank you Kristen thank you so much I really want to acknowledge Kristen's honesty. She had so much ownership in this call. She was not defending or fighting for her old story. She was very, very coachable, which tells me she is going to be an incredible coach. The best coaches, in my opinion, are also the best clients. And by best, I don't mean that they achieve the greatest personal results. By best, I mean they're willing to see and acknowledge what is no longer serving them, come with an open mind and heart, and not defend or fight for old positions or stories. I remember in my early 20s when I was first working with my coach and spiritual teacher, Mona, oh, she'd say things and I'd resist, 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 (laughs) argue, fight for my position, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And finally, when I started just listening and owning, not giving my power away because as a client, you don't want to let somebody else just tell you what to do. You don't want to give your power away. However, you want to listen and be open to the questions and suggestions that the coach is bringing forward. So if you are working with a coach or therapist, I just ask you to stay in your power, not give it away, and also be open and really own the actions that you've taken that have gotten you to where you are and the old stories that you may still be telling yourself. So let's dive into this session. In the very beginning of the call, Kristen said, I am always afraid I'm not going to follow through with something just because I'm afraid I won't be successful at it. That one statement gave me so much clarity on what was holding her back. Whenever we fear we won't be successful at something, it's not really failure we fear. It's how we are seen if we fail. Sure, we may feel the financial ramifications of failure, but we fear the emotional ones much more. The judgments of others and the judgment of ourselves. We are usually pretty ruthless with ourselves when we judge ourselves as failing. So all of those judgments are what we really fear. So we avoid taking risks in the direction of our dreams to avoid a future fear and to avoid our future ruthless selves. How we overcome that is by doing what I did with Sarah, finding a bigger fear. For her, going back to a corporate job she hated was a big fear, but then we added to it by thinking about the example she would set for her son by not fulfilling her own dreams and not really going after what she truly desired. Now let me be clear, I am not a fan of fear or using fear as a motivator because it is the opposite of faith, which is more based in truth and gets us a lot closer to our more aligned dreams. However, since most of us can be so paralyzed by fear, we sometimes have to temporarily go to a bigger fear that inspires us or pulls us forward. When we are pulled forward, then we can shift more into the energy of inspiration, which is a much closer frequency to faith and love than fear. The other important component of taking inspired action is to shift to more of a service mindset. You heard me suggest to Kristen to think about her future clients and all the people she could serve, and you heard how that immediately shifted her out of doubt and into inspiration. And going back to more the beginning of the call, we identified what was keeping Kristen stuck, which was the pressure she put on herself to succeed. You heard how she grew up in a family where accomplishments and success were extremely praised. So much so that she forgot she was inherently worthy. Even when I asked her how she wanted to be seen, both of her responses, it was more about how she wanted to appear and how she wanted to be known to others based on her choices and accomplishments, more than just being seen for who she truly is. At the deepest, truest level, we all want to be seen. We all want to be seen as love, as the truth of who we are, whole, worthy, enough, and divine. No amount of doing, success, accolades, material accomplishments are going to make you feel like you belong, are going to make you feel worthy, are going to make you feel love. Even Kristen said she was most miserable when she was the most externally successful. So I encourage you to think about, really think about, are you still pursuing external things to fill a void or because that's what you think makes you worthy? It is time to change the story and to really know that you don't have to do anything to be worthy. And really the doing is not what makes us happy. It's the how we're doing it and the who we are being while we're doing it. So some takeaways for you, really just look at the story you grew up with on what it means to be quote unquote successful. Is it 100% true? Are you still living into the belief systems of society or your parents rather than truly finding your own truth and living according to that belief system? Also, know that how you've done things in the past may not be the best way to do them in the future. That was another thing Kristen and I talked about. She's trying to pursue this calling in the same way she did in the past, with control, with planning, with certainty. Where can you give up the control and the planning and take co-creative action? I've heard from many different teachers, and I've said on this show, the universe meets us at the point of action and intention, one step at a time. And don't think you have to have complete certainty to take a step, which brings me to my next takeaway. Where can you take a step in your life where you don't have complete certainty? Where can you step into the unknown just a little bit more? Remember, control and certainty is an illusion anyway, so you might as well take a leap. And my final takeaway for you all is just to pay attention to the simple things. One thing I was really present to on the call, I don't know if you could hear it, but she was holding her newborn, six weeks old, and I could hear him cooing and feeding. And those are the moments, the precious moments, the moments with the people we love, the moments where we're doing something we love, the moments where we're just by ourselves doing self-care, really feeling our own self-love, being in nature. These are the precious moments of life. Those are the moments that truly fulfill us. So I encourage you to slow down and stop and enjoy the moments. Thank you so much for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.